0: (coughs) Hey hey, Atenat, this is Till, Um, so I just got a new webcam which should be amazing but (laughs) now I'm lacking a cable so we're gonna take some time until I can use this Um, but doesn't matter we're still in the warm-up phase here anyway um, and the videos won't be perfect so this is the third day the 12th of July and we're going into the questions The other thing I'm going to give you a feedback later on in in writing. Okay what exactly do we mean when we say tools for internal use? Okay so tools for internal use is basically as a software development company or basically any kind of company that that makes things and is able to create things it could even technically be like a tool shop like Mm. imagine like uh, something that that makes physical stuff, like a, um, like a carpentry shop or something like that. Um, they could make tools that they only use internally in order to make their lives easier. For with software developers, it happens quite frequently or with people who can do software development who are employed at companies um, that are making a specific tool just to help a certain use case or help help a certain customer group inside the company. So that means, for example, (coughs) let's say you have, it could even be like a, like a bookkeeping accounting company. And there is uh, some admin who works inside that company, um, just basically fixing the computers for the employees. And at one point this person notices that there is a certain tool needed in order to make a workflow faster. So he finds it out by talking to the employees or he saw that people always do this one thing and it taking takes them a long time. So then he makes something that just satisfies this, this one use case. It does not have a building system. It does not have marketing. It does not need to be fast. It does not need to be pretty. Um, and then these things get built internally in the company and rolled out inside the company. So even data protection is not that much of an issue because they're not taking in the, the data of uh, of outside clients um, and then that's basically what we mean by that um, there are some examples where an internal use internal tool can become the actual company I think Twitter is an example you can look this up but Twitter was originally something else some kind of other startup or mobile game or something and then they just built this to message each other I think Slack is the same couple of more examples like this Okay. Question two: What are the most common usages of tools for internal use? <sighs> um, well, it's certainly B two B two. It's almost always B two B. A B two C tool is not really for business. I mean, that's like a software developer who makes something for his family. B two B two C. Internal use software, so it's, it's really only just B to B, business to business, and um, most common usages. Mm. I would bet that those things are um, desktop software. Could imagine that because it's easy to roll out, and, and that was yeah, and then easy easy to connect, and then some maybe some API connector could be. Um, workflow software. It's, it's hard to actually know because <laughs> those things rarely get out and rarely are promoted or even get known about. So I can tell you we built a couple of software internally for us. For example we're using a bank called Mashech, um and and then a bookkeeping software called Zoho and usually when you take the bank statements from Mashrech you cannot just import them, export them and feed them directly into Zoho books then there's usually some kind of connector where you have to transfer, to, uh, trans- transform this CSV coming out of it and making it, putting it into a slightly different format and then exporting it to CSV again and then importing it to Zoho. So I wrote a small software that does that. That's one thing. Um, a lot of developers have smaller tools that only they use, like smaller scripts. So, Yeah, which industries uh, sectors benefit great from them? (laughs) It's hard for me to actually know. Um, I could imagine that uh, because internal tools that are built inside a company that either, so either it's a company that makes things or that company inside has some department that makes things. And then those people make something for internal use. So um, I would say the industries that benefit mostly is, is anything digital if we're talking about software tools, any shi- anything digital, because that's where the the workflows are mostly digital. For example, let's say you have a farm, then any kind of tool that's a software tool that they use inside their farm might not even have the biggest impact because the farm is so much more than just a small part which is digital. Okay. Number three, what are required skill sets and expertise needed to build tools for internal use? Uh, you need to make, you need to be able to make software and able to distribute it and do some kind of support internally for the people using it. Required skill sets and equities, you just have to be a software developer and be able to ship things that work. Mm. And there's also, you need to know what kind of problems people struggle with. It's a very specific, que- it's a too generic question in order to say anything I would say. Okay, number four, how long will it take to develop tools for internal use to design to launch from simple to complex features? Also, that's hard to say because there are so many different examples. Uh, you can estimate that either it's it's something where an employee has time and they just do it without asking anyone, or it is something where the company once n- sees a certain need for a certain tool for some Use case that's not worked through well with the existing software they 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 got from outside, and they know this problem, <coughs> and it's such a big problem that they decide to invest and say, okay, we're going to de- put these two people for half a year on this. So this is going to be one salary, one year salary that they're going to invest, and this should help them ge- get a certain ROI in in order in, in in terms of time saving of the people using that. Usually. Tools for internal use are made by one person real quick on the weekend or sometimes in the evenings and then get refined over the course of a couple of months. Uh, quite a quite a lot of times, some people just do those things without even asking. Um, uh, usually in a company, if someone builds a tool like this, they, the boss might even s- stop them. <laughs> okay. Um, it's also a generic question because <coughs> what you can say though is that it's it's much easier to ship a tool for internal use because a you have direct access to the cost to the to the people using it um because you can walk around the office if there's an office or you can call them um and b you don't need marketing you need less support it doesn't need to be pretty and you don't the distribution is also easier because you can talk people to people right away and get paid to use it so you're not really working against someone it's easier to roll those things out because they're usually your colleagues who don't pay for that. Okay number five what frameworks technologies could be used to develop tools for internal use? Um, to me right now it looks like you're taking the same questions but changing the the thing we're talking about. It is also hard to say exactly usually those things are desktop software because usually they're easier to distribute and roll out. You don't need to deploy a web app that's hosted somewhere on the internet, um, but yeah. So desktop software. Um, you can research what frameworks to use to ma- make desktop software. There are different ones. Any kind of Microsoft product, product, Visual Studio or something will. will visual I don't know what what they have now. Visual Basic, C Sharp, uh, or Apple has their own d- framework for those things. So Linux. Hmm. What risk factor should be considered when developing tools for internal use? Okay, you can say Mm -hmm. if you make a web app for internal use, it needs to get shielded from outside reach. So you should have either deployed only on local network, completely shut off to the outside world, or you need to have it on a local server that can only be reached through a VPN. If you just make a tool for internal use and put it like on the website somewhere for anyone to reach. You might screw it up because you don't actually have the right authentication or authorization for people in there. Anyone so could, su- could subscribe and just take out the data from inside the company. I think this is probably the most risk factor. And then other risk factors are if you have a developer <coughs> inside the company making something, it might look great at first, but then this person who should be liable if something breaks, that person will not be liable. I mean you can cannot really fire your own employee doing their job, right? Um, if it's if you ask them to do that, um, so like any kind of quality assurance might be harder to pull off internally because they need even more resources. Usually, when you get a package from outside, you you don't have these things. There is like an SLA um, service level agreement from the provider you get the software from, and they have taken care of all these things. Yeah, that's one thing. Um, Another risk factor could be that um, you'd put this person on, on this to develop this tool, but suddenly it takes like months. And then you that person c- doesn't contribute to the main use case of the company. So it might be a risk factor that, that there's not, not a clear ROI on it. <sighs> More risk factors are um, actually making damage once this thing is rolled out. That is actually worse than the use case that people did before. But that's probably a lesser use case here. Uh, le- lesser risk. Um I think that's mostly it. What are the most important cost related elements to consider while developing tools What are the mind development activities? Is there cost for upkeep? How can you make them how can you make them more affordable without compromising <sighs> quality? As I said before, cost related element is normally the development mostly and then Usually you, you don't want to, if you have a tool for that's just used internally, usually those things get deployed and then they have the use case and then that's it. And then they stay there. So th- this is also, usually these things get made once and then never never continued, never improved. And so sometimes when I see, when I talk with clients and they have this one thing that some freelancer made some years ago to address this one thing. So I, I, r- I really saw this one example in this year where a freelancer went into an insurance company and they asked, they had a certain problem of traversing some files. So really he just p- took a bunch of CSV files and merged them together, extracted, I don't know, the first line of it or something like that and then exported that, that again. Um, you can add to that, maybe to the last point, point, of the risk factors is that the risk is that you develop this thing, everybody depends on it, and then it doesn't get developed developed further and the developer is not there anymore. I've seen this over and over again. So this would be good to add to this one to the risk factors. Apart from cost related elements, it's usually just manpower or workforce to make it. And then usually there's not so much cost for upkeep. How can you make them more affordable without compromising quality? Quality is not that much of an issue, but whenever you're developing a tool for internal use, you need to make sure that the developer does not do any kind of fancy stuff. Just need to be very focused on the functionality and not on the design, because nobody cares anyway. Okay. Number eight: How do you make tools for internal use scalable and secure? I said this before. This needs to be inside a VPN, inside an own infrastructure, and nobody else can access that from outside. What's the available growth strategy? You don't need one, you just need to roll it out inside the company. How do you make them technically secure? Mm, yeah, mostly VPN. And then you you should kind of also have things like authentication, authorization, but you can assume at least in some bit if the company is not too big, that you don't have an employee just l- taking data out, assuming everybody is not, there's no malicious actor inside the company. But of course, these things should also have a proper authorization uh, schema and so on. What additional values should be considered when developing tools for internal use? I don't know, but I would really like not to have ten questions doing the same thing, asking the same thing it its it's it's what is really cool is that you give me some input and I look at the thing from different angles, so maybe that was the intention. that's really cool. For example the risk factors which I haven't thought about before so I think in general this is cool Um, But here, I don't know, I think I've exhausted it to be honest additional variables yeah the r i for sure I mean we talked about this before, but um, you might have okay, maybe this one thing where maybe that's an opportunity to make a product. It's not always the case, maybe in very few percent of the cases, but maybe if other companies have this problem, you might be you might have a good I- you might have a good idea there and you might want to sell it to other companies as well. I've seen that tried a lot of times and usually those things fail. But nevertheless might be a consideration. Okay what <coughs> what makes the development the deployment of tools for internal use fail or succeed if they get used? If they get used it's a success if they don't get used it's a fail. That's basically it. I mean if they get used and also they provide the benefit meaning does it actually address the use case? Does it actually help people? Does it actually make a workflow faster? And is is it not kind of hindering the workflow, or making it more complex? Okay, um, I think you can ask a bit more, mm. a bit and a bit different different things, and then once you want to refine, I think you you're going very narrow, which is cool, but I we can do this a bit later. Try to grasp different questions from different areas. I think that would help, because I c- I know asking the questions is a hard thing. And ideally, those questions come from you doing the research. So when you do the research, then you find something, for example, I know you you write up the the angry building um, post and then you see, okay, this person talks about components. So what does it actually mean? Yeah, that would be cool. Thank you.